Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Hey, how are you? Crystal here. It's Friday, June 3rd, and that means it's time for Chat with Crystal. I know I say this every month, but I'm always just like, how can it be the first Friday of the month already? I felt like I just had a chat with Crystal a week ago. I guess time flies when you're having fun. I'm also excited to say that it's my eldest daughter, Madeline. So her bridal shower tomorrow. Madeline's getting married in July, July 23rd. So let's all send Madeline big, happy, happy vibes and all that good stuff. Good love. And that we have an amazing day tomorrow. I also thought it was um, interesting as I listened to the intro uh, for Chat with Crystal, how we're going to help heal this world one woman at a time. Let's get to it. Um, just a few days ago, uh, not long ago, I did probably uh, an interview with a woman who it, I was nervous leading into it until I, I, I stepped into my power and realized, no, this is happening because it's meant to be happening. And that was with the iconic Pat Mitchell. If you don't know who Pat is, she is a force to be reckoned with at nearly 80 years old. Um, and it's not about how she looks, but it that's just a reflection. Her, her, her outer world is just a reflection of her inner world. And she's dynamic and powerful and generous and kind and compassionate. She um, has been in media for oh, 60 years and really climbed her way uh, up to some of the highest positions in media. She runs a woman's, she's she's on the board for the Women's Media Center. She is the founder of TED Women. She founded that in 2010. Um, she was the first female president of PBS, Public Broadcasting System. She was the president of CNN Productions. She worked closely with Ted Turner. Jane Fonda is one of her closest friends, Gloria Steinem. She's just incredible. And she wrote a book called Becoming a Dangerous Woman. And I know the title alone sometimes makes women feel, well, dangerous. And what does that mean to be dangerous? So if you haven't had a chance to watch that webinar yet, holy, honest to goodness, it supercharged me. It made me feel like I want to be more dangerous in my life. And what does she mean by dangerous? She really just means you know, being an activist, being an advocate, stepping into a, the, the bigger picture of your life, being less afraid of what people think and, and more purpose-driven, um, uh, fighting for causes that are important to you, for, for Pat and for myself and for many of you maybe listening to this podcast or on the call right now. Um, gender equality is something that you're really passionate about. Uh, you know, I'm not American, but uh, just the recent shootings have just been uh, gut-wrenching, to say the least. I, I, I was just looking at a statistic, I think, I think it was yesterday I was reading it, that in the U.S. there have been 12 mass shootings since January of 2022, and we're only in June, and I think it was 79 people have been killed by mass shooting. And we know, of course, the 19 children in Texas. So that was something Pat was also very passionate about, gun safety legislation. Um, she, you know, we talked about Roe versus Wade. We talked about Planned Parenthood. Uh, we, we put out some uh, URLs, some domain names, if you wanna get involved, because that's what being dangerous is. It's getting more involved and you know, it's it's busting through all of the isms from racism and sexism and ageism, blowing the lid off of self-limiting beliefs and the narrative that has been around since forever because of the patriarchy. Uh, the, the messages that we women have heard about who we are and who we should be and how we should show up and how we should act and and I think being dangerous means defying those those limiting beliefs and those biases that 
that make us feel like it's all over after 50. And interestingly enough, I was just reading um, uh, a lecture, an article in a book called Lectures on the Psychology of Women. It's the fifth edition by Joan C. Chrysler and Carla Golden. And I was just reading the seventh or eighth chapter about positive aging uh, for women and how really it was not that long ago that it was all over after 40. Like, what? I'm in my 50s. And to think that, you know, even women, like once we turn 50, we're almost called like the crazy ladies, the crazy old ladies. And it's just so time to blow the lid off of that story because I think more women in their 50s and above are probably happier, more empowered, um, more active, more purpose-driven than at any other age in our lives. I know that I have way less drama and chaos and stress as I'm now in 51, I'll be 52 this year, and way more excitement and energy and passion about being a part of something bigger than just myself or just my children, even though, like, listen, I loved being a mom and I'm still a mom. As you know, I'm going to be the mother of the bride um, this summer. And that's amazing and exciting. But wow, it's also shown me like, wait, Crystal, you know, you, you've spent 27 years um, raising children and loving them. And they're, they're stepping into their own lives now. And it's, it's really time now more than ever for me to become more active in my activism and active in my life. Uh, just knowing that having deep, meaningful conversations, this article was talking about probably the most important thing for longevity gerontologists have studied is not just exercise to keep your body, but even more importantly, they talked about, you know, making sure that you keep your brain muscle really activated and strong. And the way to do that, the number one way to do that is by having stimulating uh, mentally stimulating, interesting conversations. So today I would love to be able to offer you that, a stimulating conversation. Let's chat. Let's talk about what's going on in your life. Let's talk about if you watch the Pat Mitchell um, webinar, I'd love to chat with you and talk about what you thought. I see Alan has raised her hand. Um, but just before we come to you, Alan, uh, we've had someone else who've raised their hand. I'm not sure who it is. Uh, I think they're calling from California, but you never know with phones. Um, you could be like living in Ontario and your phone number shows up from California. So in any case, I'm going to go to the phone lines and we're going to do some coaching today. Uh, but if you are on the line and you're live with us, uh, just press star two and I'll put you in the queue and that will tell me that you want to be a part of the conversation. Whether you just want to join in, in the conversation, leave some comments or you want to actually get some coaching, that's what I'm here to do. I just also want to know that if you're listening maybe for the first time or you're listening to this from an Apple's, you know, podcast or, you know, uh, iCloud and you're thinking, how do I get in there? How do I listen or how do I get coached? by Crystal. I always say, come on over and join our private little conference line. I've been using this conference line, this number, and this passcode for nearly 20 years. So it's never changed. And once you jot it down once, um, there's local numbers, no matter where you live. I think we're, we have local telephone numbers in like 15 countries. So, and in your local city, and you can call in or you can just join right through the web just by connecting online through your computer or your iPad or your telephone. And, uh, and then we can chat privately. I always say, like, you're in the vault. Like, really, you are. Nobody knows who you are. And you just need to share your first name. And, um, and then you get to have this hour where we can have some really stimulating and exhilarating conversation. So I'm going to go to the uh, phone lines now and I'm unmuting. You don't have to do anything, but I think you raised your hand first and all you have to do is say hello and I'll know you're there. Hi, it's Sarah and from California. Hi, Sarah. I'm so glad you were able to get through and you've called in today. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm just trying to find a pen that works you uh and I, I feel like i can re i recognize your voice 
Um, I'm a good one with voices, but even if I can't, I'll, it doesn't even matter if we know each other. But Sarah, are you in my, my Master Empowerment Coach certification? I am. I knew it. Uh, see that? Look at that. Look how I can just hear a name and a, a voice for five seconds, and I can almost figure out who it is by your voice. Sarah, how are you doing? Talk to me. Tell me what's going on in your life and how I can support you today. Um, I, I, uh, I, right now I'm at home with COVID, unfortunately, but I um, have been kind of struggling with trying to figure out, like, my messaging and stuff. i kind of been stuck in a rut for a long time, yeah. years. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. I, I really, I, I really feel like I'm in my life now where I, I, I need to push forward with my own business and trying to get um, financially secure and get my message out. And I've done different programs and stuff, and I just, I don't know, I can't seem to get over where I'm at and get my messaging clear so I even can, you know, like yeah. put out content and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Um, just kind of, I don't know, a lack of motivation and, and my personal life has taken over and I'm trying to get through all of that stuff. Okay, great. Well, I'm so glad you called in and I don't take any of this lightly. I, I really want to help support you and hopefully by the end of our conversation, You've had some type of a breakthrough um, that will just give you maybe a little bit more clarity. Now, the thing to remember with empowerment coaching, and this will be something that you'll be doing one day too, is mm -hmm. one of the things we always say to our coaches when they're in training and they're learning is we always address the emotional place that woman is at first and then we strategize so as much as right now i want to go okay we're to let's nail your messaging like I, I really want to do that like i just want to do that but i know that underneath the messaging i love your laugh um underneath that we first want to talk about well hey if we can get you feeling better emotionally even like your energy level if we can get that shifted so you're just feeling a little more empowered more powerful you feel lighter, a little brighter, maybe a little bolder, a little more on your uh -huh. game, the messaging comes way easier. All the creating content becomes much easier. It's, it's kind of like saying to some, it's like, it's like someone calling you as an empowerment coach. And listen, we, we are able to support women going through all kinds of different things. And it, it doesn't mean that you have to, like if someone calls and goes like, I'm really struggling with my weight. I'm just using that as an example. It's, it's, uh -huh. I can't even imagine if someone's really down and feeling really low and not motivated and stuck in a rut was the word you, the little term you said, I've been stuck in a rut for a long time. I can't even imagine sending her like a, a diet plan. I would never dream of sending her like, oh, here's your new workout routine because it's not about the strategy at that point. It's helping her feel better. So she's not feeling so stuck emotionally and she's not feeling like blocked and then once she's feeling better it's so much easier to make good choices for yourself so that makes sense right yeah okay great so let's talk about how you're feeling first of all let's just dive into that and there's no right wrong and there's no please do not try to give me your politically correct answer like just know that i got you and i'm here for you so if it didn't make you a bad woman it didn't make you a bad mother, daughter, sister, auntie. It didn't make you a, any way, in any way, shape, or form. In fact, nobody would even know. It didn't matter. If you could tell yourself the truth about how you're feeling just under the surface, like just what's simmering in under there, or maybe it feels like nothing, but what if you could give it a feeling, can you breathe into your body? Let's start with that. Let's start with just connecting with your body because all your emotions, we think they're, they're coming from our head. Our thoughts are coming from our head. All of our emotions are coming from the body. They're all residing in the body. And so if we can take some deep breaths and just sort of let your ears, your shoulders relax down from your ears. And maybe you could even imagine there's a little you standing on a little platform in your brain like it's an elevator. 
you could see yourself in that busy brain that's always thinking and analysis paralysis and worried about things and trying to figure out her messaging and you were just to say to her we're going to take a pot we're going to take a break for a minute and we're just going to press the elevator button down and we're going to lower down 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 out of your busy brain almost feel yourself coming down through past your eyes i feel it almost like 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 i just feel myself in elevator and i feel it starting to drop down past my chin down my neck and i feel my shoulder blades coming down my back my hands start to release a little bit the tension and I just feel myself coming down into my chest. Can you feel yourself just coming down into your chest? Take some deep breaths and see if you can just feel yourself somewhere down in around your solar plexus. Maybe even put yeah. your hand right there just for a minute. And just breathe into the space under your hand and just breathe into that feeling. And I, I know you have a cold too, so we're going to try to alleviate some of the physical ailments you're feeling with that cold too. So let's just breathe into your chest. And then let's imagine that you have a magical x-ray machine that can scan your energy, your emotions, your pain, your suffering, all of that. Let's imagine we just had this amazing x-ray machine that could just scan your body from your neck down to the tip of your toes and it just started to scan around like it just started moving through you and saying where do we feel heavy where do things feel tight what hurts the most where where does your x-ray machine want to take you to in your body my feet your feet your feet okay. my head. oh your hands is that what you said head your head my head Oh, is that, yeah. is that because you have a head cold right now? No, I actually have COVID, so. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> oh, no, I want to yeah. sing that song. Sarah, Sarah. Oh, poor Sarah. So it's up in your head right now. Um, so let's try to come back yeah. down out of your head. Okay, even though the x-ray machine is like, let's go up to the head. Let's let the x-ray machine come back down. Let's close your eyes. Let's breathe into that place under your hand again around your solar plexus. And let's just stay in that energy. Feel yourself in your breath, in your lungs, especially with COVID. Let's let yourself feel yourself in your body. Your body right now, Sarah, is, is, is asking you to connect with it. It's, it's literally asking you, it's saying, Sarah, we need you right now. The body-mind connection, that body-mind-spirit connection, that wholeness, all three parts make you who you are. And right now, your body is saying, Sarah, come in to reconnect with me. I need you. We, we need each other. We're only going to get healthy by loving each other and taking care of each other. So it's asking for your spirit to join you there. It's asking for that, that willing spirit that you have inside of you to be activated. In fact, let's imagine with your eyes closed that we can just travel over inside your body over to your heart. Just go up, head over to your heart. Imagine that your heart is there and, and, and ask yourself right now, is your heart a big, open, happy ball of love, vibrant and trusting and loving and free? Or does your heart maybe feel like it's a bit scared? Maybe it's even hiding behind a wooden cabinet with a lock on it, trying to keep you safe. How does your heart feel when you talk to it? Uh, it feels like the second one, like it's, it's hiding with a lock. Okay, yeah. So let's let's ask your heart if it would be willing to let you unlock the cabinet just for like the next 20 minutes just for the next 20 minutes and you can put the cabinet back on if you need to at the end of our conversation let's ask your heart if it if it would be willing to let you open the doors yes okay so let's imagine in your mind's eye that you can find the key to that padlock that's on your cabinet and in your mind's eye take the key and go over to your heart and literally put the key in and turn the key Unlock the padlock, take the padlock off in your mind's eye and open up the cabinet doors. And you're going to see your beautiful heart just beating, 
and it's actually surrounded by, let's just take the cabinet right off. Let's take the cabinet right off and put it on the table beside you or the chair or the bed or the couch. And just for the next few minutes, let your heart just really expand and breathe. And, and if your heart hasn't felt safe and trusting, I understand why you've been hurt and your heart has been hurt. And heartbreak is probably the hardest thing to heal from. And when our hearts have been broken and we are trying to protect our hearts and we put it behind a cabinet and we lock it, we're trying to keep all the pain out, but we're also on some level keeping all of our purpose and our passion and our spirit and our messaging, all of that kind of gets shut down too. So just for the next couple of minutes, just ask your heart if it's willing to trust you and me. Yeah. Great. Let's imagine now that your heart so beautiful it is so beautiful and actually your heart is like surrounded by the most vibrant green grass and oh like imagine your heart's just like soaring in nature right now but your heart is connected let's imagine in your mind's eye your heart is connected to this omnipotent ocean of love you might call it god you might call it source energy or the universe, but let's just imagine your heart has been closed down and it's thirsty. It's really thirsty right now for some love. So let's imagine that there's a little faucet, like a tap, a little faucet on your heart. And we're just going to turn it a little bit and see if you start to feel some drips coming out because that heart is connected to this ocean of love that I always imagine it just like this divine light this holy water let's call it and we're just going to turn the faucet and we're going to start letting your heart be a conduit that's allowing that beautiful pure healing energy to just start to flow out of your heart and let it start to wash in around your body metaphorically let that love that holy water just start to can you feel, can you turn the tap a little bit more so it starts to, like a stream of love? Yeah. Yeah, let that start to fill you up. Let your heart just start to be a conduit of love again, because that's who you are. I know that. I know that without knowing you. You are, you exude love and your heart's been hurt. So let's just turn on the faucet again and let's just let that holy water anoint you. Let that holy water start to fill all the way down to the tips of your toes. In fact, you can even water the grass underneath you. Let that holy water just spill out, um, fill into your hands. And let it rise up and wash around your back, wash around your heart. Let the water even start to rise up through your throat because it won't drown you. It's like light. It's love. It's God. It's spirit. It's Holy Spirit. Let it fill right up into your head, especially where you feel the most pain. Let it just wash around and anoint you. Let it wash away the pain. I'm breathing into that. Maybe in your mind's eye, you can even as you inhale, say, I inhale love. And as you exhale, you can say, I exhale sickness. I let go of it. And I inhale love breathing that in and I let go of pain and suffering and fear and I inhale trust and love how does that feel it feels a lot better yeah this is what it means to just reconnect with your body your body is a conduit I that's how I say it. I say my body is like a conduit of consciousness and whether we call consciousness God, spirit, source energy, because it's whatever word feels right and authentic for you. You'll start to allow your body, you start to allow God, the universe, light, to start to work in and through you. Then it's not so much about I'm stuck and I got to push forward because all of that is very 
scary sounding. It's yeah. it's almost a feeling of like I'm down in a in a the bottom of a well and I can't get out and I gotta push or I, I'm at the bottom of the mountain, I'm down in the valley and I gotta grip and climb and push and ugh, and I'm stuck and it's hard. So let's imagine that you are, because you are, connected to this omnipotent power that wants to wants to lift you and inspire you and use your life for something bigger than just you. I find sometimes when I remind myself that I'm not just here for me, I'm not just here for my business, my message, my money, I'm actually here because my life matters to be a part of something bigger. And you're being called to that, Sarah. That's why we found each other. Mm-hmm. Does that does that feel soothing when you start to realize, wait, I'm not alone? Yeah, it Right? Because I think so many of us start to feel like, especially you have COVID, oh, you have to be alone. You literally have to yeah. be physically alone. And the last two and a half years, we've all been so separated and scared and and have all these mixed messages coming from the media. And I don't know about you, but probably for the past five years, every morning I'd get up and the first thing I put in my computer was news. What's the news today? Until I started realizing, wait, I can't live my life in that kind of fear because that's what really keeps us stuck. We feel so alone. And if we can start to realize, wait, no, we're being called to something bigger. And there's there's millions of women like us out there. And we're finding each other now. And we're connecting and uniting and supporting and lifting. It's like you coming on the call with me today. You're there in California. I'm over here just outside of Toronto in Canada. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, we're sharing energy together. We're sharing love together we can't do it alone so part of why we get stuck is that we think i gotta figure this thing out alone i gotta do this business alone i gotta until you start realizing wait no actually i have women who are further up the mountain that are reaching their hand down to me and they're helping me up if i'll let them if i'll reach up so i'm so glad you reached up today and reached out to me because that's what I love to do and want to do. And that's what gives me energy and makes me feel better. So let's go back to your body. Your body's starting to feel a little, feeling a little bit more relaxed, a little bit calmer. And if you were to think about what might be part of the heartbreak, if you were to just, it didn't make you a bad daughter, didn't make you a bad woman, didn't make you a bad mother, didn't make you a bad sister, didn't make you a bad auntie. What's the heartbreak, the heartache, the pain? What's that connected to? What comes up for you without overthinking it? Um, it's, it's been my marriage that I've been in for a while and, and need to get out of and, and yeah. haven't really. That's okay. That's okay. Um, you weren't been ready. able to you weren't get ready. out of You weren't ready yet. You weren't ready yet. But the fact that you're calling... And the fact that you're being honest with yourself, like, I'm not happy in my marriage. And listen, when you're not happy in your marriage, in your home environment, in, it should be your safe place. It should be the place that where you lay your head down every night and you feel protected and loved. How on earth can you get your message out there to the world? You, you're, you don't even personally feel safe or <clears throat> inspired. So it's okay. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what is going on. And and do you mind me just asking a couple of little just logistical questions like how old are you and how long you've been married? Um, I am I'm the same age as you actually. Yay! <laughs> so so you're, you're turning fifty two this year. Yes. When's your I birthday? Am. I'm sorry, you said what? I said, what's your birthday? I always like to know. What sign are you? <laughs> I'm a Virgo, September oh, Virgo. 11th. So you're turning 52 soon. 
And how long mm-hmm. have you been married? Over 30 years. Wow. Over 30 years. So yeah. you've been with your husband for all of your adult life. Yeah, I have. And how, when did you feel like your marriage was disintegrating or you were disconnecting? Uh, not too long after it happened. It, it's been a very, um, there's a lot of abuse in there, a lot of uh, mainly mental and emotional, yeah. um, which I think has been part of the problem with me trying mm-hmm. to get myself out of it because it had been so long. Yeah, and when we're in abusive situations, it starts to corrode our self-esteem, breaks us down mentally. It drains every bit of energy we have. We start to feel almost hopeless. We can, that's what that stuck is, you know, and for you becoming a coach and for the other ladies on the call, um, when you hear your clients say, I just feel stuck, and, and and even the way Sarah said, I feel stuck in a rut, that to me, if I were to put that on the map of consciousness, if I were to put that on, like, let's say the map of consciousness is all the different emotions, and every emotion, according to Dr. David Hawkins, who created the map, they resonate at a different energetic frequency, so they feel differently, like almost like different Different keys on a piano sound differently. They feel differently in your body. So you can imagine that shame feels horrible. We feel worthless. We feel humiliated. We feel embarrassed. And then guilt is like, why didn't I do something differently? Or why did I let this go on for over 30 years? And And then just above that is actually an energy that sounds... It's hard to believe, but being stuck is actually higher resonating than feeling guilty and feeling ashamed. When someone actually gets to the point that they say, I feel stuck, at least they're not saying, I feel ashamed and I'm trying so hard to do enough so that I'll be enough. It's almost the way I explain it. It's like we've gone from being the chicken with her head cut off. That's such a terrible analogy, but running around... (laughs) running around trying to take care of everybody doing everything we almost reach a point where we say i'm done i'm done i can't keep doing that anymore so your body even getting covid right now and that's not in any way to blame you for getting covid but even the fact that your body is like i'm shutting you down like you're not going to take care of anybody or do anything for anybody right now That's almost your body's way of saying, okay, it's time for you to really focus on you. So the energy just above that is called grieving. And when you explain to a woman that for you to leave, for you to to get to the point that you have enough energy and let's call it motivation, whatever the word is, you're going to have to grieve the loss of, and sometimes people would say, Why would I be sad to leave a marriage that's not happy? Well, you're grieving, you're grieving the loss of what could have been and should have been and ought to have been. Mm -hmm. You're you're not really grieving him right now. You're grieving the lost dreams. You're grieving the could have been, right? Like, and you have to really let yourself grieve that so that you can get unstuck. You have to actually let yourself feel the sorrow of those lost dreams. Because I promise you, Sarah, there's bigger dreams for you. There are bigger dreams for you. You're only my age. Let's do this. Let's create the lives that we want. Like, I, when I interviewed Pat Mitchell, and she's 80, I thought, holy damn. Like, I got 30 more vibrant, productive exciting years at least at least like she's like i'm not stopping anytime soon so please do not feel like i spent 30 years and and why didn't i do it sooner like that's going to be a natural thing you're going to have to grieve but staying another 30 because you feel afraid or you feel embarrassed or it goes against your religion or you have kids you don't want to hurt or any of the reasons 
won't cut it, but you can't actually get into momentum or action. And I would say to a woman, you're not quite ready to take action quite yet. What you have to do is I want you to write your husband your breakup letter. And you don't have to give it to him, at least not yet. Mm -hmm. What I want you to do is I want you to write your goodbye letter. I want you to write your, and it shouldn't be politically correct, and it shouldn't be enlightened, and it shouldn't be lovely. You're not going to give it to him, okay? Do not give it to him. We don't need an abusive man abusing you even more. This is for you. This is your goodbye letter. This is your F-U letter. This is your (laughs) shove it up your ass letter. This is your you hurt me so badly. This is your letter to like get out everything you've ever wanted to say in the last 30 years that's gone unsaid. It's you're going to tell him all the ways he hurt you, all the should have been's, the could have been's, the ought to have been's. And if you need to cry, you should. That's grieving and that's so freaking healthy. You need to cry at the loss of what those last 30 30 years should have been for you and they weren't. And when you're done that letter, and I, I don't want you to worry about spelling or grammar or how does it, listen, I've done this with other women and I'm like, you just email it over to me when it's done. Please do not put it through Grammarly. Please do not think you have to be a writer. Please do not worry about punctuation. In fact, the more you just give it, like you just let it go. Like just give it. And I'd even say put on music that either makes you feel really sad or really angry or really like you robbed me. Like really be in your grief. Women are not taught that it's okay In fact, it's healthy. In fact, you have to grieve that loss so that you can let go and move on. Yeah. And then once you send the letter to me, I'm going to read it. I'm going to print it out. No one's going to see it, not a soul. And I'm going to have a bonfire out on my property because I have them three nights a week anyways. And Sarah, I'm even going to take a picture of it burning. We're going to burn the letter. We're both going to do it. Okay. And you're maybe just okay. going to print it off and put it in a lasagna pan because I don't know where you live. We don't want you to get in trouble in California lighting a fire. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're just going to yeah. do like a little lasagna pan. And you're going to put the letter in there and you're going to let it burn until every last part of that letter burns up and the energy is taken from it. And energy is never lost. It's only transferred. So we're going to send that energy back to God the universe, it's going to, the the ashes to ashes and dust to dust and all that stuff. And God, the universe, Mother Earth, she knows how to convert shit into flowers, right? She is the ultimate composter. So we're going to burn the letter in the ground. And I want you to just let yourself really feel your, but you, like sometimes when I tell you too many steps ahead, then you get ahead of yourself. So you got to really let yourself first be in the energy of writing the letter. Really give it. And you're going to email it to me at crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, at crystal, no, crystal at swatinstitute.com. No one else is going to see it. If you send it to that email address, no one else will see it. It will only come to me in my eyes only. And and then I'm going to let you know that I got it. And then I'm going to print it. And then I'm going to, when I have a fire, I'm going to take a little video of it burning. And I'll be like, Sarah, look, burn. What was that song? The roof, the roof. You know that song because we're both 50. We're both 52. The roof is on fire. We don't need no water. Let the burn, burn. Okay. So we're laughing. That's good. And then, Sarah, what starts to happen is once you've let yourself grieve all the could have been, the should have been, and the ought to have been, you're going to naturally enter another emotion, and it's going to feel a little bit scary, but we're going to move through it together. And that emotion is called fear. And once we've allowed ourselves to grieve, to realize, wait, I'm not grieving my marriage. I'm grieving what I didn't get. I'm not grieving what I got. I'm grieving what I should have got. And... 
that allows us to then start to look at some of the fears of like, what am I afraid of? And here's the great thing about the energy of the emotion called fear. You don't have to do anything with it. You just have to tell yourself the truth as best as you can, which might be, tell me some of the things you'd be afraid of if, if to leave. What are some of the things you're afraid of? What might happen, could happen? Um... Huh. I, you know, I think one of my biggest ones um, has been like um, how my oldest son would feel. My youngest one will be fine, but how my oldest son would feel. Yeah. Um, and how, then how old I, is he? How old is he? Oh, he's in the, he's uh, thirty in his early thirties. So, Sarah. Let's well, let's talk about it for a second. And all you have to do is just tell me his first name. Just just nobody's ever he's never gonna hear it. Your husband's never gonna hear it. No one's ever gonna hear this. What's your son's first name? Gabriel. Okay, Gabriel. What a beautiful name. Um, let's just okay. imagine this for a minute. So, I think Gabriel. I'm afraid of how Gabriel's gonna feel. How do you? How, what do you think he might feel that makes you afraid? He might feel. I think he might um, be just kind of upset at me. Yeah, and he might say what to you? Or what do you think he might do or not do? Um, I think that he just might get get a little upset and, and fuss at me about why, you know, why would I be this dad now and uh, he needs my support and stuff like that. Okay, so Gabriel, you're in your 30s, and um, how close is your relationship with Gabriel right now? Very close. Okay, Gabriel loves you. You and Gabriel are very close. Yeah. Gabriel knows what you've been through. Gabriel knows mm -hmm. the abuse. Gabriel knows how much his father has really just mentally and emotionally beaten you down. Gabriel yeah. has seen it, he knows it, and he loves and adores you. So, <laughs> yeah, he might be sad. Yeah, he might say, Mom, why now? And you, and you would say, Gabriel, I stayed for as long as I could for you and for your brother. And I'm so unhappy. I just want some time. And I want you to know who I really am. Because I don't even think, Gabriel, you know the real me because I haven't been the real me. I haven't been the fully realized self. I haven't been my fully realized woman. And I'm going to be so much a happier person. And I know that it's hard, but can you forgive me for doing what I have to do for me now that you're a grown man? What do you think Gabriel would say? I think he'd understand, uh, even if it took him a little bit, I think he would, he would understand. Yeah, of course he would. He's going to come around. He's going to come around. You're not deserting him. You're not leaving him. Yeah. You're not going to not have Christmas dinner. Like, he's still going to be your son. Nothing's going to change. And s yeah. imagine for a minute, Sarah, that you're saying, I am... I'm going to stay in a loveless, abusive marriage because it might upset my son for a little bit, but he'll come around. Do you see how that's like, yeah, that's not a legit fear. That is, yeah. that is not, this is what we just did is something called cognitive restructuring. We literally take a belief or a fear and we just look at it and we say, okay, what's the probability that's going to happen? The possibility and like, is it, is it like, is it really a fear that I should let stop me? Because, you know, there's this great acronym for the word fear, false evidence appearing real. What if he's actually happy? Mm -hmm. What if he actually is happy? What if he actually says, mom, oh my God, I didn't realize like I, you're so much happier and I'm so happy for you now. You should have done this a long time ago. What if that's what happens? Yeah. So let's talk about what else you might be afraid of. Do you feel like, do you feel afraid to actually tell your husband, 
I want a divorce? Do you feel afraid of his personality uh, or his anger? In a way, you know, I've said it before and, and I've I left him before and he, um, like he'll get mad, but then it's like he, he doesn't, he just ignores it and just comes around anyway. Like I'm, you know, like, like I'm, he's literally got his ears plugged like la 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 la. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. We're still married. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Sarah, you have to have stronger boundaries, and you have to learn some boundary setting because you just never learned it, and most women didn't. So when you come around, even though we're separated, I feel disrespected. I feel like you're not listening to me. I feel like, would you be willing to give me some space? So I can figure myself out. And if not, I'll get a restraining order. Well, that's pretty extreme. But what do you feel like when I say that? Like when you, I feel, would you be willing? If not, then there's a consequence. Then I'm going to change my phone number and not give it to you. Then I'm not going to tell you where I'm moving. That I'm really going to put a fierce boundary in place. I'd much rather be able to be friends with you. We still have children together. I, like, maybe you don't really want to be friends with them. But that's the way that you might want to do it that way, just to, like, create the boundary and get on your own. Do you feel afraid financially? Do you feel like you, do you guys own your own home? Do you rent? No, unfortunately, um, it's it, uh he puts in financial ruin, so I am struggling financially. Uh, so, so no, it's, it's so. When you leave him, is there any assets to divide? No. Okay, so then you don't even have to have a battle over. Like that's a good and bad thing. Like it's a bad thing because you have no assets, but it's a good thing because you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on legal fees trying to separate your assets. So, in exactly. other words, there's nothing there for you. Like, it's not even like, I, I hear sometimes women that say, I know, but like, we have to, we would have to like, divide the house and like, he would flip out and he'll freak and I'm scared of his anger. And I just had a woman tell me this, like last week, I'm too afraid. He's such rage. I'm, I'm like, you cannot stay in a marriage because you're afraid of your husband's rage that he would have to give up half his assets that's wrong that's so oppressive so in your situation yours is a matter of packing up your clothes and taking your most important special prized possessions saving up enough money for first and last rent what, what were you i saying? actually don't even have to worry about that because we were homeless for four years so my goodness um my son and i moved into an apartment um finally got an apartment last year um so my husband comes around sometimes mainly on the weekend but he he didn't move with us so luckily i actually we already actually have our own place so sarah what's what is even stopping you then like you're not even really married what do you got to do to just cut the cord I just have to get the money and go uh, start the divorce. Yeah, you know, you can file it yourself. It doesn't have to be really expensive, and you don't even need lawyers. If you guys have nothing... Yeah, that's... No. You could do it yourself. You could literally just go and file for divorce yourself without a lawyer. There's templates you can use. Go and file it, and it's done. Now, what do you think that's going to do for you? Because... I'm almost feeling a sense of like, you're already divorced. I feel like that. I felt like that for a long time. I think that if I can, if I just go and, and take care, I think once it's all said and done, it'll be a huge um, burden, a huge weight off of I me. I can feel it. You need to. You yeah. can't dance with a devil on your back. You got to shake him off. Yeah. You know, and I feel like you could just go and take care of that, get the papers done. And there's going to be an emotional, there's going to be, there's, this is an act of courage that you need to do. 
for yourself. And I think you're going to feel like a whoosh of energy that comes in underneath you that you took care of this one big thing. That's your thing right now. Everybody's got a thing. We all have different things that we just have to face and deal with. And so I think if you could take care of this thing and, um, and I'm happy to, to be here, like metaphorically to hold your hand through this. And like, I'm, per I'm your teacher with the school. I'm your coach. I am perfectly fine for you to send me an email and say, Hey, Crystal, I'm in California. This is what I think I got to do. I don't mind having a look and saying, Hey, I've got tons of friends from California. Let's have a look and make sure that's all you got to do to get divorced. Boom, done. Let's see how much it's going to cost. Let's, it might be 50 bucks. Like we don't know, right? Like it might yeah. not be thousands or hundreds of dollars. So let's just see. And then I feel like that's going to give you a little whoosh of courage. That's going to, going to open up some energy for you. Are you working? Yeah. So are you okay with the job that you have right now? Is it enough to pay the bills? Um, not really. It's actually, um, I, that's why I'm trying to work on building my own business to, yeah. you know, get financially secure because it just, if, if I didn't have my son here, I couldn't afford to be in this place by myself. Yeah. Well, um, here's what I want to say. Building a business takes all, it's, it's so doable and it's so possible and it's so exciting, but it does require energy. It does require mm -hmm. money. It does because you got to spend, whether it's even building a website, unless you know how to do it, you got to pay someone to do it or you can learn how to do it. Um, but even just the platform. So it doesn't have to be tons of money. But here's one thing I would say is I always say to a woman when she's at the very beginning of getting her business started, I'm like, don't quit your day job yet. Like you really need to like focus on making sure that that 40 hour a week job is the highest paying job you can get right now. Go after. If it means you right now have to have the courage. And if you want to, if you want to a personal reference, put me down. Like we can, we can help each other, all of us ladies. And I would be trying uh -huh. to get the highest paid job you can get right now so that at least you have a little more money coming in each week and it'll give you again, just a little bit more energy to be able to dive into your business. And one of the things we talked at the very top was what is my messaging? Sarah, what's the thing that you feel like has been the hardest thing that you've that you've learned and moved through in your life. I think me just being able to keep um, kind of keep who I am through all of this and not become bitter or you know. Um, I don't really self-medicate or anything like that. I think that's been huge for me personally is that I was able to kind of keep parts of myself and still be, you know, no. if, if people met me, no one would have any idea what I've been through. Wow. And I think that for me that has been the biggest thing and I've, I've never quit. I've still persevered and... And got to the point where I'm at, even though sometimes internally I don't feel, but if my, my outer does not express how I feel, um, yeah, you know, so a lot a of people part of me that feel. says part of that is your message and part of that is a, is you, you're not self-medicating, but that fierce, strong mama bear that will rise like a phoenix rising no matter what. That's also part of your protective mechanism. So yeah. it's also part of us stepping into a bigger life is letting down the walls so that we can not always be okay. Because it's we got to be able to go in there and do that really deep healing. And the only way to do that, I've learned, is I got to let people in. And no, not everybody in my life needs to know when I'm having a sad or down day and I don't have to put it on social media, but you do have to have the safe places to like 
really talk about what you're going through and really share what you feel. And yeah. so I want you, I really, I, I don't mean to sound pushy, but I want you to book mentorship coaching and have someone to talk to every week. How do you okay. feel about that? Yeah, I had, um, I did actually book some before, uh, and I've talked to um, Melanie. She's great. I talked to her, so I still have a session with her. So I can um, reach out to her. And oh, that's great. Melanie is great. Melanie from Germany? Yeah. Yeah, Melanie's great. And I'm her coach, too. She is. I love that we all oh, just, yeah. Yeah, support each other. So let's keep getting the mentorship coaching going so that you keep feeling supported and you're not alone. Let's get that letter written. I want you to do the goodbye letter. And one of the things I want you to start saying in your mind is, What's yours is yours. What's mine is mine. And every time you think of him or you feel like he's coming back over to your house, you start saying, I'm letting you go. What's yours is yours. What's mine is mine. In your own mind, you even start saying, I'm giving you back all those hurtful words. I'm giving you back all of those mean things you did and said. I'm giving you back every bit of your energy. I'm giving you back everything that's yours that's you don't get any part of me anymore you don't get to be part of my body my heart my yes you're the father of my children but I'm giving you back everything and I'm taking back all of me and one of the things I love that I heard you say was I never lost myself even in spite of all the suffering and all the pain I've, I've, I've never lost who I really am that's your message that's your message right there and you're saying, I don't know what my message is. It's, it's never losing who you really are in spite of no matter what life can throw at you. Never losing the truth of who you are. Never losing your real self, your true self, your most authentic self, your loving spirit. That's what you've never lost. What do you think? How do you feel? Yeah. I feel so much better, mm. and I feel I, I I I need baby action steps, and and you've given me action steps, and I I appreciate it. You're welcome. Let's just start with the letter. Literally, that's it. We yeah. start with the goodbye letter, and then email it to me, Crystal at SWATinstitute.com, and then I'm going to give you your next step. Okay. All right, Sarah. Sarah, I want you to imagine. Thank you so much. I just really want you to imagine right now. Close your eyes and imagine that I'm there with you. And I'm giving you the biggest mama bear fierce love hug. Mm -hmm. And just feel my arms around you and hugging you and saying, you're going to be okay. We got this. You're not alone. You never have to feel like you're all alone ever again. You're going to have a, you have a, a, a fortress of women standing around you. Imagine that. And we are, we will support you when you don't feel supported and we will listen and encourage and validate and be there and empower you until you feel strong enough. And then it's going to be your turn to start doing this for other women. That's how it works. We heal the world one woman at a time. I love it. Mm, I love it too. I'm glad we're both smiling. Sarah, thanks so much for calling in today. It's really made my heart feel good too so thank you for having the courage and vulnerability to call in and just share some of your truth thank you and thank you for all you do i really enjoy the um the talk with pat as well so oh. thank you so much oh, you're so welcome thank you and thanks to everyone who called in today just sitting maybe like a like a fly on the wall just listening with love and let's all send Sarah some energy, like right now in your mind's eye. Just be like, Sarah, are you over in California? I'm sending you some good vibes. You got this. You can do this. Write that damn letter. Send it to Crystal. We're all going to have a big burning ritual. And um, for those of you that are listening uh, to the podcast, thank you so much. Why don't you subscribe to the channel so that you'll get a little notification on the first uh, the first Friday of every month. You can either come in live and join me. Or just to listen to the podcast in the future. I'll be back in July. And uh, I'm excited to 
to see what the month holds. I think it's going to be a really great summer. There's so many exciting things going on in my life, and I just want to send you tons of love. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.